Hello everyone, I'm Angeline and she's Risa and welcome to season two, episode 122 of With the Quickness. Hello everyone, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday indeed. Today we're going to share our takeaways from the November 27th, 2022 sermon given at First Baptist Church of Lincoln Gardens in Somerset, New Jersey, and a past sermon given at New Calvary Baptist Church in Wilmington, Delaware. Okay, Risa, what was your big takeaway from First Baptist this week? So my takeaway was create goals that are larger than yourself to impact people. Okay. My my big takeaway was forgiveness is always forward thinking. Stop romanticizing your pain. Um, and then from New Calvary Baptist Church in Willington, Delaware, what was your big takeaway? Call on God for help and follow what he says. Okay. My takeaway was you need to get rid of bad habits if you want to overcome the drama. We're going to get more into those two sermons later in the show, but right now it's time for Risa's playlist. Risa, what's the song of the week this week? Okay, so because last week I went to the UK, I figured I would stay overseas just a little lo- a little while longer before I come back to the States. And I found an artist, her name is Lizzie Pereira. I'm sorry if I'm saying your last name wrong, but she's from the Dominican Republic. Um, she has a song out called, and again, I apologize for my you know uh, pronunciation, is Dios es la vuelta which means God, God is the, is the turn or God is the return. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find a lot of information about the song. So I apologize because normally I'm able to like at least find the English translations, but I could not find it. However, I was able to look up um, some information about Lizzie and Lizzie is no, she's actually, she's a really big um, Dominican rap artist. Mm-hmm. And she's known for putting out um, Christian rap and that has like a positive message. And she's actually, she's, she was given the, the nickname La Pastora, AKA the pastor, um, because she actually went to school and she studied the Bible and she's all about trying, trying to spread, spread um, positivity and, you know, spread like God's word, like throughout, you know, her, her homeland. So. Oh, wow. Give us a little more background about it. What else did you learn about her? So I also learned, let me go back to my notes because I took a lot of notes on Miss Lizzie. Mm-hmm. So Lizzie um, Pereira is, is a Dominican Christian rapper and she does Latin trap. She was born in uh, Santo Domenico. Like I said before, um, her lyrics are usually focused on positive messages for society. Um, she has collaborated with artists such as Manny Montez, uh, Alex Zeredo and others, and she has g- gained fame with with the song "For Own Like" uh, with Red Demi Two and Angel Brown, mm-hmm. and which that song gained 13 million views on YouTube. Whoa! And she she was nominated and a winner. Um, she was a winner of the I believe it's the Galardon Awards. Okay. So. She's a fairly uh-huh. new artist. Okay. She sounds young. You said 27? She's 27, yeah. 27. Okay, so she's young. She's at the beginning of her career. But how did you like the song, the beat, the rhythm of it? Because I know you're not fluent in Spanish, but you do love Spanish music I like I do. So how did you like the beat of it? It's very much like our trap here in the U.S. Or So when I heard it initially, I thought it was a Bad Bunny song because, again, I just really? got into yeah. she had the Bad Bunny vibe. Yeah, like I just got into Bad Bunny like not too long ago because my best friend is like a huge um, Bad Bunny fan. So and again, I'm still trying to learn his his music as well. But when I heard the song for this week, it did sound like Bad Bunny. Um, as far as like the um, actual instrumentation, I wish I had the lyrics to actually like. <laughs> is her cadence what... like his? Does she like kind of rap like him a little bit? A little bit, a little okay. bit. So okay. she like she has her own flow, but it does like like her song could be played right after his, and I wouldn't. Oh. Yeah, and it like it would go hand in hand the way I feel about it because they kind of, like yes, they do have like similar cadences, but of course the messages are, are different. Mm-hmm. But she she does sound really good on the track. Well, that's that's a big compliment to say she could be played right after him because mm-hmm. the music is that good. The instrumentation, the cadence, um, the musicality of it. So 
Wow, I'm definitely gonna give it a listen. And we're gonna um does she have a video or anything on YouTube for the song? Um, so I did look on YouTube. There is a lyric video on Spotify. I couldn't really find um a music video at the time because again I just found this song like this week. So I think this this song is fair, it's fairly, fairly like brand new, but I'm sure give it some time. She'll probably have a video uploaded on Spotify and, and on YouTube. Okay, well, I'm glad you picked this song. I'm looking forward to checking it out. For anyone that wants to send a song recommendation over to Risa, please email her at Risa at withquickness.com. And she'll look forward to, you know, looking into that song and seeing if it's something she wants to add to her playlist. Um, in addition, if there's any song here that you've listened to that you love, please add it to your playlist and tell people about it and give these artists the push that they need to get the good message about Christ out to the rest of the masses. Thank you so much, Risa, for sharing your plays with us this week. You're very welcome. Okay, let's go on to the bulk of our show. Let's go over to First Baptist Church of Lincoln Gardens in Somerset, New Jersey. The praise and worship um, team set the tone in the sanctuary, even had a solo by Miss Jennifer today, which we really, really loved. Um, Pastor Quick took the time to explain um, Advent season, which is the start of the Christmas season, and the symbols for it. And one of the candles that was lit today was the candle of hope. And it was lit by Pastor Quick's children, um, Alexander and Kennedy, and his nephew, Spencer and Nick. So it was nice to see a family represent up there doing the candle of hope and also young people getting up there because they are the hope of the next generation, of our generation is the next generation, right? right. Five new uh, disciples for Christ were baptized today. Um, so. And then Pastor Quick said something I had no idea about. He said, we have baptisms lined up till March. What did you think about that, Risa? I was very happy, but I was like, wow, till March? Like, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking, oh my goodness, there's a lot of, I had no idea, there's a lot of people that are, you know, going to be baptized so soon. Um, so we're going to be busy. And I liked how he explained the importance of having the baptismal font in the sanctuary. Yeah. To have the sacrament at the bottom, you know, in the um, of the sanctuary, and then having the pulpit, and then having the baptismal font, how they're all in alignment, and they all, those are symbols that mean certain things, and taking the time to actually explain it to us. I don't want to say it here, and because I can't give it justice the way he broke it down. I really would prefer everybody go to that YouTube channel and listen for themselves and how he explains the importance of First Baptist to actually have the baptismal font in our sanctuary, again, in our main sanctuary. Because we do have a smaller um, part of our church. Like every church is built, is built in phases, Risa. So sometimes you have um, smaller parts of it, like a smaller chapel and classrooms at one phase. And then as the church gets bigger, they build out the additional parts of the, of the church. Mm -hmm. And so, in the second, third, or fourth stage, whatever stage the bigger sanctuary was built in, the a baptismal font was not placed there. Because some people might've thought or at the time that the baptismal font they had was adequate. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the symbolic reasons of why most Baptist churches put it in the sanctuary, Pastor Quick says he wants to correct that. He talks about it in depth a little bit. So those that you know are listening to us, please, I hope after we give you a little breakdown of the sermon, please go back and listen to the sermon. It's gonna blow your mind why, you know, the Baptist church has things done a certain way and why uh, Pastor Quick wants to get it rectified. And to get it rectified, it's gonna cost close to a million dollars. Whoa, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Everybody please pay tithing at First Baptist. That's what we say, please pay your tithing and give your offerings. Mm -hmm. He um, also revealed that um, we're in I Press My Forgiveness. This is the last week of that for November. And he said, forgiveness is hard, um, especially when people have intentionally caused you pain with malice. Ooh, I was like, he's right. Yeah. When somebody, It's one thing to forgive someone that didn't mean to hurt you, but when they went out of their way right. to make your life miserable right. and gave you a smirk about it. Right, right. Did that touch something when he said that? He says he's human enough to say, he's still he's still struggling with that yeah like when when he said it i was like i hear you pastor i get it because like you just summed it up perfectly it's one thing when someone does it and it's not intentional but when someone does it and it's intentional and they give you that wonderful smirk because they wanted you to hurt that's that that's what i struggle with and that's why mm -hmm. i go to church every sunday 
so mm-hmm. I can get better. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you're supposed to be as Christian as they turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. But I remember we were watching, me and my husband were watching a Medea movie at, after Thanksgiving. And he said, Medea said, y'all say turn the other cheek. You only got so many cheeks. <laughs> you turn one, they hit you on that side. You turn the other side, they hit you on that Then you got to get your hands up. You know, <laughs> I was like, you know, of course we don't want that. But I get what she was saying. The character saying, how many times is enough to forgive when a person's going out their way to, to in, intentionally hurt you? Right. And it's, it's nice to see that you we have a religious leader that, that can say to us, I struggle with that too. Because it's one thing to forgive people that didn't mean you any harm and it just happened. And it's another thing to forgive a life circumstance that happened that made, you know, that you have to forgive people that, you know, were part of something. But someone to intentionally move heaven and earth of their life in order to make your life miserable on purpose. Right. Yeah, that's hard. In the I Press My Forgiveness spot this week, we had Sister Brenda Bridges. She bore her testimony. She told of how Reverend Ernestine Winfrey, who is no longer with us, um, may she rest in power, helped her forgive herself for letting her mother bond with her son more than she did, because she was a teenage mother. She was like 17 years old when she had her son. And she went through the process of rebonding with her son after her mother passed and she had to forgive herself of that, you know, and forgive those circumstances. Yes, she was young, but she she felt some kind of way about her son holding her mother in such high esteem and having such a deep love for her, even though she was his mother. And it was it was nice that she actually was that raw and honest with us. Now, uh, Sister Bridges is um, the person that runs the First Baptist bookstore for us. Um, She's wonderful. Everyone sees her all the time. I had no idea this was her her testimony. I mean, because her son is an adult son now, married, children, everything. But to know in her past, she had that little hiccup that she had to get over. And that she had the help of the church to do that. That's great that she was able to lean on a church leader to do it. Sometimes we can't do certain walks by ourselves. So that was, what did you think about that testimony, Risa, when you heard it? I know when I was watching it, like I definitely felt the, um, I felt, I don't want to say her pain, but I, I can, like, when I, when I was watching her tell her story, like, I, I understood what she was saying, because she genuinely was just trying her best, and, like, I couldn't imagine being 17 year old and having a child, so she did what she felt was the best thing for her son, mm-hmm. and, you know, of course, she, like, of course, she wishes she could have done it a different way, but at least she was given the opportunity to, you know, bond with her son later on in life. Yeah. And no one tells a young teenage mother about that aspect. When you have a child, uh, you know, and it's a mistake and you're like, oh, and the family gathers together to help, you know, you still continue your education and things you have to do. And they take on the mantle of helping raise the child. No one tells you that if you start checking out and not doing as much that the child will bond more with your parent than you. No one prepares you and, and sits you down and says that to you. Oh, they say things like, well, you know, this is your child too. You need to give him breakfast. And you know, this is your child too. You know, you need to, you know, study with them. You know, I mean, but parents always are harping on things you have to do as a teenager, right? So it sounds the same. It sounds like in the same voice of nagging, but no one actually sits you down in the hospital and say, you had this young baby and, you know, um, your family is rising up to the occasion to help you, but please be wary of not being there for your baby yourself. Because your baby can actually bond as a child growing up with other members of your family more than you. And that might make you have mother hurt and mother guilt about that. No one could sat her down. She's 17. She's just trying to figure this out. You know, even her own mother probably thought there's no way the child's going to bond more to her than her own daughter. That's the mother. But it happens. We see it a lot. So for her to actually talk about it, that kind of hurt. That was so transparent and bravo to Sister Brenda. Yeah. Bravo, right? Mm-hmm. I Pastor, Pastor Quick reminded us to forgive each other, forgive our parents, and let go of pain and guilt. I mean, he took part of the intro of our of our um, service to say that. And I thought that was important because um, I said to my class just this semester, when was, the la- when, when was the first time you saw the humanity of your parents and realized they weren't perfect? And everybody said high school. High school was the first place they learned. Yeah, mom's not perfect, dad's not perfect. 
them people telling me how to live my life and they don't have theirs together. <laughs> That's the right, first right. place every child realized. What was the first time that you realized that I wasn't perfect and your dad wasn't perfect? I think honestly, the older that I get and the conversations that I have with my friends to be like, oh, could you imagine being like 31 years old and having like two kids? I'm like, no. But the fact that like, my parent, like the fact that I had to come to a realization that, you know, although you guys are my parents and I want to think you guys are perfect, you guys are human. <laughs> and there's going to be some mistakes that are made along the way. But at the end of the day, it's like you guys are really trying your best. And the fact that a lot of my friends are parents and I see them really trying their best to do right by their kids. And even they sometimes make some mistakes. Like, I get it. Like, that's, I think that's what made it click for me was when I started to, when I started to befriend people that had kids. Mm -hmm. And I, and of course, like, I know the, the intentions of my parents, but I, but I also know the intentions of my friends. And I saw them literally trying their best to do right by their kids. And sometimes they may still fall short and are just like, I really tried. Yeah. And that's why a village is so important. I mean, when I married your father, I wasn't uh, in my home state. You know, I moved to New Jersey. I was not born and raised in New Jersey, but I've been living in New Jersey longer than any state I've ever lived in in my life, right? right. So I consider the Garden State my home. But I honestly believe when you marry, some you need a village. You know, it's nice to go over to your mother-in-law's house and go to your parents' house and, and have the children seeing cousins because all of your family. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's not perfect because, I mean, some people have to live in different states for jobs and things of that sort. But if you're lucky enough to have all your family in the same driving distance of each other, you guys need to hug each other extra hard this holiday season because not everybody has that, right. you know, and, and when we went through COVID and so many people we lost. Wow. You know, to be able to say that your family is nearby, that you could go and, you know, go outside the house and hold up a sign and say, we miss you and we love you. Some people, all they have is their telephones. They didn't see their people for like a year, two years, you know? We're just getting back on the airplanes now, you know? And then the ones that passed away, you couldn't even go to their funerals because we weren't having those kind of funerals during COVID. So it's nice that we're getting back to the way things need to be, but we need to also forgive each other and see our parents as human, you know? Because, you know, you can't hold your parents to a standard that you're not holding yourself to. Right. right, right. And then on top of that, too, like when you see other people, especially if you go to the bookstore and you see all like a section about parenting, everyone's trying to find the best way to parent their child. And each child is different. So that alone just shows you like there is no perfect parent. Like we're all out here trying to do our best. We are. And there's no perfect child. So if you're yeah. trying to raise the perfect child and make them have the perfect etiquette, the perfect, sorry, the perfect etiquette, the perfect talent, the right amount of intellect, everything else. Yeah, you, that little robot <laughs> is not going to come to fruition. You might have all the hopes and plans and dreams, but they have free agency. All of us have the right to choose what we want to do. So you can make someone have, you know, every, you know, wonderful um, thing in the world at their, every resource at their fingertips. It doesn't mean it's going to translate into them being the kind of person you want to be. You can might be trying to raise a doctor if you want to. Right. It might turn up to be someone else they might be an engineer they might be a lawyer they might be a teacher yeah. your dreams of them going to med school might be out the window they may look at you one day coming home from college and go yep med school not for me <laughs> <laughs> try it out try it out didn't like it i want to be an artist you know exactly so let's go on to the sermon it was given by pastor quick yay he was back yeah. you know this sunday even though the last sunday was really really good um it was nice to have him back especially right after thanksgiving he talked about the great time he had with his family, which was nice. And his sermon was called, Didn't I Blow Your Mind, Risa? Yes, it was. The scripture is Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12 of the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. This is where a paralyzed man is lowered from the roof to be healed by Jesus. And others um, gathered around, thought it was wrong for Jesus to forgive the man of his sins and anybody else. But in the end, they were amazed at what Jesus did. In the intro, Pastor Quick reminded us that in December 1969, the Daphonic sang, didn't I blow your mind this time, didn't I? It was played in a movie called Jackie Brown. And Pastor Quick uh, recalled when he saw the movie last was with his grandmother. And he said his grandmother should not have been in that movie with lovely Pam Greer and all her glory 
in Jackie Brown, but they did see it. And that's when he remembered hearing that song. And he goes into a little bit about how does God allow evil in our world? The father of the shooter of the L LGBTQI club, he defined what he, he defined himself by what he hated. You know, he defined his son and his son's actions by what they hated. Being an evangelical Christian, I think he said he was, um, it wasn't about love for all people. It wasn't about spreading the word of God. It was about causing judgment, having judgment and execution among people. And the father was trying to justify it in some kind of way, sense or term. It kind of seemed like that to Pastor Quick, I guess. I'm not, I didn't hear the interview myself. I'm gonna definitely go listen to see if I can listen to what the father actually said. But you know, God, there's evil that's in this world. And we can't fight liberation if we're trying to oppress other people. And that's a big point that Pastor Quick wanted to dive home. He says, we need to dive into the complexity of things in our faith. We need to dive into Christ. We can't keep doing surface level Christianity. Like what would Jesus do and stuff like that? We have to really say to ourselves, if we call ourselves Christian, how are we moving in the world to make it be known in our hearts that we are? How are we um, speaking to others? How are we speaking to ourselves? Sometimes our inner dialogue alone makes you wonder if we're Christian. We beat ourselves up in our brain, you know? We need to forgive. We need forgiveness in our lives if we uh, wish to embrace hope, is one of the messages he said. And then he said the Gallup poll, and I did not notice the Gallup poll does an emotional poll of the world. Did you know that, Risa? I honestly had no idea. So it literally blew my mind when he said that because I didn't yeah. And then he said, uh, one of the polls said that people are more stressed out for 2022. We're more stressed out and we have half, have less rest. I knew we had less rest and I knew we were totally stressed out. Didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I definitely felt that way. You already know I have like, I have moments where I don't sleep the greatest mm -hmm. and I feel like that's because my brain is still going and I'm always thinking about something that I need to do or I haven't done or et cetera, so forth. So when he said it, I was like, yeah, that does ring true to me. Yeah. And isn't there like a relaxation app now that people put on at night? They kind of put their headsets on and it's like plays calm music and they tell you like they I don't know if they chant or they tell you to relax, but I heard there's apps now that help people with their sleep and re relaxation. There there are apps for that. There's also I have um, they have videos on YouTube like for for a second. I was like uh, it was um, sounds. So I would play like rain, like, like a, um, mm -hmm. it would a loop, be, it's on a yeah, loop, a long it, one. Yeah. It would be like a, it would be like a quote unquote, a rainstorm. And it would have like, the image would be like a, like a, a um, it would be a brownstone apartment, mm -hmm. but it had like windows so you could see the rain and then I'd fall asleep. But then after a while, cause mind you, I had to set that up. Okay. okay. So you it's either, right. So it's either in it's either um, on my iPad or mm -hmm. it's on my television. And sometimes I don't want to have like, even though the, even though like the, the backlight is not that bright, I'm still going to turn it off after a while. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just one of those things. Where... I've always wanted us to have one of those like, um, like rainfall or something like that on our, on our YouTube channel for those right. that have problems, you know, sleeping like a rain or something like that. Because mm -hmm. I, I fall asleep pretty good to rain too. Yeah, I've done rain. I've done soft jazz. That's worked for me. Um, soft jazz. The soft jazz channel works until they get to that one song where someone has a saxophone. And it right. Right. Up. Right. And that and that leads me to this little small story I'm about to say. Like the one time I fell asleep to the waiting to. So in college, right when I was at um, community college, I used to play music to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So at the time I was playing the way to exhale soundtracks. I love that soundtrack. And if anyone knows that soundtrack, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of artists on there. Yeah. You have, Aretha you have, Franklin's on there. Yeah. You have Whitney, you have Aretha Franklin, you have Brandy, Moore, you yeah. have Faith, everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm falling asleep. Mm -hmm. At this point, I'm about to enter REM, REM sleep. I can feel it. <sighs> the wonderful Patti LaBelle. I love you to death. I do. <laughs> I forgot that 
Not, I didn't forget. I know she's Patty. I thought it was Retha. No, it's Patty. What song does Patty sing on that soundtrack? I can't even remember. Oh, wait, no, because there's there's two then. So Aretha has a song on there. And Sometimes so it hurts. Yeah. To love so bad, Bernadette song. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, well, no, that's that that's Aretha. Yeah, I'm saying that's Aretha's yeah. song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bernadette's yeah, so, name. Yeah, yeah. So that's Aretha. And then Patty's song is like my love, sweet love, whatever. Oh, yeah. But well, not whatever, sorry. But um, there's a point in that song when Patty hits a high note. Same thing with Aretha. So <laughs> actually, you know what? It happened on two different occasions, once once with Patty and once with Aretha. So okay. this instance in particular, you know, Patty starts off very soft. It's very song, soft. It's beautiful. And I could feel myself physically about to go into REM sleep. Cool. And then my wonderful godmother, Miss Patty, hits a note and it woke me right up. <laughs> So I had to turn the song off because yeah. it like because it shocked me and I was like, whoa, like it hit my spirit. And I was like, I hear you. If but she I was performing in front of you, she would be kicking off her shoes at that point. Right, right. Yeah. And I and I love Patty. And then another incident, I played the album again, still in college at this point. I was like, why not? I love the album. Then Miss Aretha. This time you're at Rutgers or still at community college? This time I'm actually I'm still at community college. This is okay. like probably later on in the semester. Same semester, mind you. And, you know, I played the album again, but I was like, okay, I did my own little playlist. I, I, you know, I took shuffled them up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I shuffled up. So I'm like, I, I should be okay. Aretha comes in <laughs> and she hit that note where she's like, you sometimes know, it hurts so bad. Note, yep. Yeah. And I jumped up out of the bed <laughs> and I was just like, this album, I love it to death. I just can't go to sleep to it because the second time happened to me. So I know I say that all to say, if I play music on trying to go to sleep, it has to be soft jazz. There's no or rain. Yeah. Or rain. There's no like, you know, high notes. Vocals. There's no sax. Well, technically the saxophone is my favorite instrument, but there's no it has to be soft sax. Then. Yeah. It has to be like a soft saxophone. I don't want any like loud jarring noises because it'll take me right out of REM sleep. And yeah. I want to go to REM sleep. So they have like noise machines and now stuff, like, even for babies, they have noise machines that play like light lullabies and, and white noises. White noises that help you when you were really small, go to sleep. Right. I tried white noise the one time. So I like to sleep with a fan, right? That's mm -hmm. my white noise. And the one time, you know, I forgot to bring my fan when I was staying at your house. So I was like, oh, let me download an app, like like a white noise app. And it played like a fan. But then I was just like, it sounded like one of those construction fans <laughs> that you hear. <laughs> and it, it just made me miss a fan. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, like, yeah. I got you. <sighs> I got you. That's one good, beautiful thing about air purifiers. If people like those and dehum um, dehumidifiers or the ones, no, the humidifiers in the wintertime. Humidifiers add moisture. But people like those little hum of the machines that's doing certain work for them. Mm -hmm. That People like that better. It's nice and soft. It's right. white noise. At the same time, you wake up, you're like, yeah, I need that because the air is too too dry. I need that, you know, humidifier. Or I need that, um, I need that air purifier. So, you know, because I have allergies, therefore, that's why it's humming. And they like those kind of sounds. It helps them sleep. Right. And it's like, I can do that. But like, when it comes to a fan, I'm worried about it. I have to hear it because if it sounds like Air Force One, I can't do it. Got so it. I, ha I have to play the fan first, make sure it's like the certain, a certain level of white noise that's like, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. loud enough, but not too loud. It's like, right. It's like just there. And then we're good. But the fact that we have streaming music now and all this technology, you would think it, all fans that are made right now could have a lower hum. They don't have to be as powerful as construction site fans. But maybe that's something people have to work on. Yeah. Let's go back to Pastor Quick Sermon. Okay. He went on to say, how do we deal with our stress? He gave us five ways we could deal with it. One is micro goals, like taking smaller steps to achieve our goals. He talked about his love of Popeye's chicken and how he learned not to be living in a residence in walking distance of the restaurant Popeye's chicken. If he wanted to curb his desire to always eat Popeye's chicken. And it worked for him. Uh, number two, he said, create goals that are larger than yourself and impact other people. Three, he said, identify the pathways and obstacles that might be causing us stress. Um, four, ask what will get me closer to God. And five, change your password. You need to free yourself, um, you need to feed yourself a message 
you need to reach your goals. So like just putting in your password, it can reprogram your subconscious if your password means certain things. Like, you know, um, everybody has letters, symbols, and numbers that mean something. Well, give it a positive meaning or give it a meaning of something that you're working on that you can, you can mentally get yourself there. He said, um, and there are three things we need to keep in mind. Forgiveness is always forward thinking. Stop grand, grand romanticizing your pain. He said, grace is a group activity. I love that point. Like, um, he talked about giving a haircut. He was in a barber shop and paying for the haircut for a grandfather and his son, you know, a man and his grandson. Um, he also talked about when he cried in front of the pastor of Ellen, ba of, of Ellen Baptist Church that, you know, he was in school because, you know, he didn't have any money. He wanted his family to be with him. And he talked about how someone helped him. You can't be selfish and saved at the same time. I was like, mic drop moment when he said that. You cannot be selfish and saved at the same time. How did it hit you when he said that, Risa? When he said it, like a light bulb went off because I'm like, that's facts. Like you can't, you can't be selfish. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, it's like a dumb moment. Like you're all thinking, yeah, of course you can't be, but we do it. Right. We do selfish things. You see, you see that grandmother coming across the parking lot, trying her little car to get that space. And you know, if you go a little faster, you can get there before her. But you know, she was looking for a space before you even pulled into that place. And she's coming. If she comes around, you know, she'll get it. You could go further and take the further space and let her behind you get it. That's what we're talking about, that selfish stuff. If right. you're not selfish, you'll be like, yeah, I see her. God, you made me see her. I ain't gonna take that space. I know she's going to, I know she wants to be closer. And yeah. you will take the further space. Yeah. But at Christmas time, everybody in Jersey is like every man and woman for themselves in the parking lot. Honestly, they do. And like, you know, I've been guilty of that before. I'm not gonna lie. Like, have I gotten better with it? Yes. But mm -hmm. yeah, and you know, some, I'm not gonna lie. I do it too. When I see when I see they got a newer car than me, they're driving yeah. a beamer and I'm not. <laughs> they're driving a Mercedes and I'm not. I'm thinking, hey, they can afford to walk. <laughs> They can afford to walk, oh my <laughs> which is bad. That's right. what he's saying. You shouldn't think selfishly like that. You should think it doesn't matter. Right. You see, it's still a grandma driving that expensive car. <laughs> right. <laughs> her, that, her husband could have gave her that on her 50th wedding anniversary, but she's trying her best just to get into that mall and get what she needs and get home before the sunset because nobody wants to be driving when it's too dark out. Right. But I will say like the one place where it's like there's no rules. It, just, it is what it is. It's the mall. Yeah, because the parking, I don't know what it is, but it's like it doesn't matter what time of day you go. It could be the middle of the week during a work day. Mm -hmm. There's hardly no parking spots. So it's like if I find a parking spot as closest to the thing and I see somebody coming to, to, to get that spot, might I try to race for it? Yes. But now that I have this reminder of like, you know, try to be graceful. Will I second guess it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, but, you, you know, it's the mall. That's right. And his last point that he made was hope he helps healing. And I think that's so true. We got to keep hope in our lives. We expecting to um, our world's not perfect. It's not. Um, but if we're expecting God to be with us and, and, and we're keeping in our prayer walk with him and staying connected, we got to keep hope with those prayers. You don't just pray for something to change or something to be different, but still say how hopeless the whole situation is after the prayer is over it's like man you just pray god please do xyz and then you get up and go well you know that's never gonna happen <laughs> god is going hello still in the room still in the room right right <laughs> uh past a quick sermon did not blow your mind was live streamed on november 27th 2022 on the fbc somerset youtube channel Please, when you get a moment, check it out. We did not do it justice. He, it was a mind-blowing sermon, okay? Our little recap here is just that, a little recap. You want the meat of it? Go check them out. All right. Now, let's go on to New Calvary Baptist Church in Willington, Delaware. Um, they posted an October 23rd, 2022 sermon that we feel you're going to enjoy. It was given by um, Bishop Vince P. Oliver. Um, I can also call him Reverend Dr. Oliver. Um, it was called No More Drama. Something about these songs, Risa, they just keep coming up. And I know that song sounds familiar to a lot of you. And we'll get into that. The scriptures come from John chapter 16, verse 33 of the New 
um, international version of the Bible. This is where Jesus states, I have told you these things so that in me, you can have peace. In the intro, Bishop Oliver reminded everyone listening to his sermon that all of us have experienced trouble and drama in our lives. I'm sure there was a lot of amens when he said that. Um, drama is anything or anybody that breaks your heart or causes your tears to flow. Drama is all around us. Drama um, is all the way to the White House, to the church house. You can't escape it, okay? So don't be surprised if you encounter some drama in your life before you get to heaven. He said, there's reasons for drama. Um, he says, you will have drama because of the sins of the world. And then he, he said, um, Romans 5, 12 can point you in the directions of that. He says, we say all, when it, but many people think, he says, when we say all, but many people think y'all, um, like, like there's some kind of perfection in the church going on. So please be careful to think that it's not their drama. All of us have drama. It's not a y'all thing. It's an all thing. He also said the problem is a problem with disobedience that can also cause drama breaking the laws or not listening to wise counsel like you can speed through red lights if you want to. <laughs> You're going to have some drama is going to catch up with you and he went to uh, Psalms 1 4 for that. And then finally, he said the problems of Satan can cause drama in our lives, you can see um, the scriptural base for that in first Peter chapter five verse eight. His whole job Satan's job is to um, steal our joy. So what are the ways we can overcome drama? He said, um, we can overcome it in like seven ways. And he gave scriptural basis for all of these. One was trust in the Lord from Proverbs chapter three, five through six. Two, call on the Lord for help. He went to Jeremiah chapter 33, verses three. Number three is obeying the word of God. You can see James chapter four, verse seven. Number five, let go of people that bring chaos into our lives. And he went to 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Ooh, when he got to that one, everybody had somebody come to mind when he said, let go of people that bring chaos in your life. And I know at work, you can't do that because it could be a colleague. And I know at church, you can't do that because it might be someone that, you know, is always saying something special to you every Sunday. Um, it could be a neighbor that lives right across the street. And every time you take out your, you know, recyclables, they're right there looking at you. Mm -hmm. You can't get rid of some people that cause chaos, but you can redefine it in some way. Maybe instead of taking out your garbage at the same time they do, you could pick a different time or you can walk across the street and figure it out maybe. That might be a little more difficult. It depends on what it, what happened, what occurred. I know fences make great neighbors. That is a phrase that's been said for a reason because usually something has happened where you want a fence where you don't see your neighbor no more. Um, but sometimes if you let go of people that cause some kind of drama, at least let go of how you're perceiving them, then you can have some healing. I think a lot of things could be a perception problem. What do you think, Risa? Yeah, I agree. Cause I, I feel like at the end of the day, like you can't, you can't change anyone or like control anyone. You can only control yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you change your perception, that can actually free you and you can start the healing process because it's not like, you know, they're going to be how they're going to be, but you can change the way that, you know, that you react to it. Exactly. Number six, he said, get rid of bad habits. That's a way to overcome drama. Just get rid of bad habits. Um, Hebrew chapter 12, verse three. And the last one, number seven, receiving Jesus Christ into your life. From Acts 16, verse 31 is another way to overcome drama. So like I said, the sermon was called No More Drama. And it's the inspiration um, of Bishop Oliver's sermon. It came from Mary J. Blige, the artist. We love her. Right. Um, she has a song titled No More Drama. It was very popular. I think it made number one on the R&B um, charts. She sang about being tired of the tears, tired of the stress, tired of the madness in her life. Um, she wanted to learn to survive her mistakes. At one time in her life, she decided to move forward without any more drama. So this song was like her anthem call for her and many women that heard it. And Bishop Oliver said if Mary was in his church, on the day that he's given his sermon, he said he would give her some counsel of the best way to have no more drama in her life. So please listen to the sermon to see what he said as a special message to Miss Mary J. Blige. And if you're listening out there, Mary, or you guys know her, 
tell her, tell her to check out that sermon and, and that was inspired by her by her work. You can view Reverend Dr. Vince P. Oliver's October 23rd, 2022 sermon, No More Drama, on the New Calvary Baptist Church, DE, which stands for Delaware's YouTube channel. So please check it out. All right, Risa. Now we're finished with the sermons. Let's go on to the screening room. I watched the film this week that I really liked. It was from the Pure Flix, uh, Pure Flick catalog. Now, Pure Flick is not a sponsor of With the Quickness. Maybe one day that will happen. But as of now, we just like to watch movies from the catalog. I just really do. Um, because it has all faith-based movies and shows and stuff there. So I don't have to go searching. It's like right there in front of me. The one I watched was called Believe, and it came out in 2016. It was written by Billy Dixon um, and directed by him, and it stars Ryan O'Quinn, Shawnee Smith, Danielle no uh, Noelt, um, Isaac Ryan Brown, Lance E. Nichols, and others. So here's a brief synopsis. It is, I would recommend, with the quickness, would probably recommend 10 years old and up to watch this for family viewing. I wouldn't do anybody younger. Um, I also like to say it's, it's Christmas space. I want to get some Christmas um, feeling in here. We put up our tree and our decorations, Risa. We're going to have the tree lighting and rock and um, Rockefeller Center, right? That's mm -hmm. going to be this week, I believe. I believe, yeah. So it's time for Christmas. Like Mariah said, Thanksgiving is over. It's time for Christmas. <laughs> All right, so here's a brief synopsis. For years, a small town in Grundy, Virginia, has relied on the Peyton family to provide the highlight of the year, the annual Christmas pageant. When Matthew Payton inherits the family business, the responsibility of the Christmas pageant falls on his shoulders. As financial hardships fall on the town, Matthew finds himself quite overwhelmed. As his business profits plummet and his workers begin to strike, Matthew is forced to make a decision between selling his family business and canceling the beloved pageant or sticking out the hardships despite his rapidly declining popularity in the community. Through chance events, Matthew meets Clarence, a boy who believes in miracles, and his mother, Sharon. His newfound friends impact Matthew's life in a way he never thought possible and teach him to believe and give faith a chance. And here's one of the taglines of the movie. Encourage one another and build each other up from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. The themes of this movie are hope, faith, forgiveness, betrayal, deceit, community, prayer, Christmas, homelessness, believing, and love. You can watch the trailer for Believe on the With the Quickness website. Um, so we really hope you check it out. Risa, I love this movie. The little boy that played uh, Clarence, he was just so charming. He won, He knew he was going to be Gabriel, the angel singing in the Christmas pageant. He knew it before he met this dude that was the financer of the pageant. He knew it when, the, when he learned that the pageant was canceled. He still saw himself as Gabriel. <laughs> he had everybody convinced he's going to be that angel. Right. And it was an absolutely delightful story. It really was. And I, I think what I liked the most about it is that it dealt with that hope. You can't, you know, like Pastor Quick was saying, we got to have hope, you know, and we, and it dealt with community. We got to put the works behind it. Everything looked kind of bleak for Matthew that the whole town turned against them and he's running out of money. He can't afford to do the pageant. I didn't know how he was going to pull it off myself. I was like, yeah, this might be a cautionary tale kind of movie. I'm not sure. Right. But then that little Clarence dude came on and said, oh, I'm going to be Gabriel. I'm going to be Gabriel in this year's pageant. And he, he knew it with everything in him little Michael Jackson looking little boy could dance his tail off Risa. And at the end of the movie, they, the little boy raps. He's doing a rap song. So I think he might have had in 2016 a little little rap music or rap song of release because he has a little bow wow, little bow wow effect to him, you know. So I really liked that. I really enjoyed it. And I hope you'll check it out with me when you come over in Christmas holidays. It'll be one of the Christmas movies that you want to watch with me. Yes. And it had a little had a little subplot too of a little love connection happening between Matthew and his mother and Clarence's Clarence Clarence's mom. A little bit of a connection going on there, which I liked. Right. It was interracial and I liked it. We need more interracial <laughs> love, you know. So I hope you I hope you guys would check it out. It's called Believe. It was released in 2016. Even though I saw it on the Plurflick 
um, app. You can watch it almost anywhere. It's Amazon Prime. You can, I believe it might be on Netflix. I'm not sure, but look it up. Just put, uh, believe the movie 2016 and it should come right up. And you can watch the trailer for it right on our website with the, at withthequickness.com. Now let's go on to the Bama seat. Now the Bama seat would normally have an interview in this spot, and but me and Risa have made a made an agreement that if we didn't have anyone to interview for the week, we would always do, um, we would highlight a real testimony of uh, a real person in this place, one that can give you hope or insight for new and rededicated Christians to help you on your journey. So we took the story this week from Connie uh, Casieras, who shows that the spirit of Christmas is about how Christ blesses us when we serve each other. So here we go. Where did the Christmas basket sitting on our French porch come from? Was what Connie thought to herself as she came up to her house. She had just returned from the bank where she had withdrawn just enough money to get her family through the holidays. Life was a struggle. She was raising two teenagers as a single mom while working two part-time jobs and taking college courses at night. Connie was exhausted. The light at the end of the tunnel sometimes seemed very dim indeed. She looked for a card within this basket, some kind of note. It was filled to the brim with all sorts of holiday food stuff, but there was no card. Had someone entered her name into some kind of Salvation Army charity? The timing couldn't have been better for her because it would go a long way in helping her family tide over for the next couple of weeks until her next paycheck. At that very moment, Connie kind of felt a ripple of guilt. Wasn't there someone out there that needed this more? Kind of whispered to her spirit. And she said, yes, she and her kids were struggling, but her grandparents and her aunt Shirley, who's deaf, solely relied on social security and disability checks and sometimes pulling their resources together just to get by. At least for Connie, she could always pick up extra hours at work. And when she finished her degree, things would improve a lot. So her conscious, Connie's conscious kind of won the battle in this. And she drove to her grandma and grandpa's little two room house just across the street from her aunt Shirley and her grandmother opened the door. Merry Christmas, grandma, Connie said to her. Her grandmother was thrilled. Oh, thank you, Connie. We'll be able to have such a nice dinner this Sunday. This will really help us until our checks come. But what about you? Connie said, oh, we'll be fine. And then she visited for a little while. And then she excused herself saying, I have a lot of chores to do. I better head back home. On the way home, she was thinking about how her grandmother smiled. She knew the basket was, had gone to the right place. But like grandma said, what about her? What about them? She was still worried about how she was going to be able to afford to make this Christmas special for her kids. Then as Connie was driving up to the front of her house, she saw something in the same spot like before, an identical Christmas basket. Every bit as lovely as the first one. Boom, mic drop in the story. What does that tell you about the spirit of Christmas, Risa? It's alive and well. It's alive and well. And good people are making sure it's still happening. And I love that. Um, that's one of the things I love the most about being a member of First Baptist is that Pastor Quick and everyone in our congregation cares about the community. Right. We do toy drives, we got a toy drive going on. We got water for the people in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, we uh, do clothing drives. We collect um, backpacks full of supplies for kids for school. We do scholarship stuff. And there'll be more and more stuff that we do throughout the year. We do help at the Ronald McDonald House. I mean, the list goes on and on. You can go to the website. And there's many churches that do that. There's a lot of Christians that are more than just Christian in word. And like a word is a title, is a badge. They can hold their you know holy scepter over people. Well, I'm a Christian. I don't do that. My church is not like that. We're not uppity Christians like that. We're the kind of Christians like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. How can I help? Now, we're smart Christians, so don't think you're gonna get a lot of stuff over on us. I know we're the debt-free church. So you're coming through with some scams. We already talked to everybody. <laughs> Pastor will say it at the pulpit. We not we don't we don't give money to scams. You know, we we help each other, we um lift each other up, we 
definitely um, give each other the knowledge we need to move forward in the world. So I do love that aspect. This whole spirit of Christmas, some churches have it all year long. I think First Baptist always has a spirit of Christmas, of, of Christ, the spirit of Christ is all through my church. And I like that. Yeah. You feel the same way, Risa? I honestly do feel the same way that the, you know, the spirit of Christ is all throughout our church and it's shown 365, 24 mm seven. -hmm. And there's a lot of other great churches that do it too. That's why we highlight them. I think everyone we highlighted so far has that same Christ-like spirit, making sure from, from the top of the church, from the pastor and first lady, if there is a first lady, all the way down to the choir director, to the people that are ushering, to the deacons, to, you know, um, the congregants, all of us are trying our best to make sure that we're a light to the world because this world is kind of bleak, Risa. Mm -hmm. COVID yeah. shook us all up. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, we're still dealing with the aftermath of COVID and the pandemic, like we're not even out of the woods yet by far. And the Gallup poll says we're stressed out. Mm -hmm. So we need to be even more kinder and gentler with us each other during the holiday season. It's not about money. It's about just being there for each other and having family and having community. So if you would like to share your story on your Christian experience um, that will inspire new and rededicated Christians, please visit www.withquickness.com and select the Bama C tab. There you can fill out our interview form so we can begin your virtual interview. You can also email bamaseat at withquickness.com to begin our guest process. So Risa, did you like that little story from Connie? I did. I actually love the story from Connie. It made me want to put, put together a Christmas basket and leave it somewhere. Didn't it kind of <laughs> make you want a little bit go, we could put something together and, and put it on like a colleague's desk or put it on a, you know, a, a family member's, you know, stoop or something. It kind of makes you want to do something little special for someone, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, definitely. I think I think I got that little that little something from Connie. I think I'm gonna go ahead and give it some thoughts. Say, who could I do something nice for that isn't expecting it, and let God just work through me and do a little. It doesn't have to be a big giant thing. I mean, mm -hmm. if it if it can be God, I'm willing to work with you, God. If you want it to be a big thing, <laughs> but remember, my my funds are kind of limited. <laughs> You know, um, God has, this, we love our broad, our podcast. We love broadcasting each week, but we don't have an official sponsor of our show yet. We don't have any con 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 contributions to our pan Pantheon. Um, I'm sorry, patron. Let me say it again. We're a small podcast. We don't have a sponsor yet. We don't have any contributions to our Patreon. We don't have um, anyone has contributed to our cash app. So this is all us. So if God bless us to do something for someone, please keep in mind that help us use the stuff that we have, Lord, that we can that we can give, you know, within our means and what we can do together. And hopefully we can be a blessing to someone this holiday season. I, I don't know so. about not putting a card on it. I don't know. Can you like please put a, a Christ like card on it or something or or from dear Santa, from Santa or something, they put something or, or like, may, may God bless you. They didn't put anything on the basket. I didn't get that part of it. Why would you not put something? Well, maybe because they wanted to like, you know, I guess keep the mystery of like who gave it and like, it was, I don't know. Yeah. If I, listen, if I knew Connie, I'd, I'd ask her. I just don't know. Why yeah. I, I, I mean, she doesn't know either. She wants to know the Salvation Army, who did it, who did it. Um, I don't know. I think I think if it's a spirit of Christmas thing, it's okay to say, "May God bless you," or say, um, "Hope hope you can hope this helps you and your family." Something you don't have to say who's right. it from, but say something nice like "Merry Christmas" or you know, thinking of you, hoping everything goes well. Thought you could need this something because <laughs> you don't even know if maybe it's her ex husband. She's a single mom. Maybe it's that that man from the past. <laughs> he knows she has his two teenage sons in there and he's thinking, let me put this basket here real quick. And then he sees her taking her car and drive away. He's like, that's not supposed to happen. He goes and gets another basket and puts it right there. That does sound like a plot from the Hallmark channel. So I can tell you've been that's watching me. that lately. I have. <laughs> I want everybody to get back together and make things work. Um, Hallmark channel is like, has a soft spot in my heart. It really does. And they're showing more people of color in their Holly movies, which I like. Yes. Um, there has been a little bit of drama with one of their former stars this past week before Thanksgiving. Um, but because she's she's on another channel now, 
but everything at Hallmark seems to be going pretty well. I'm kind of happy with everything I'm seeing so far. Yeah. You know. So um, another episode down of With the Quickness. How do you feel, Risa? I feel good. We're going into December. Are you ready for Mariah's season of I'm, Christmas wonderment? I'm very excited. Like the little kid in me is like jumping for joy because Mariah's coming with her, you know, with Santa and all of the wonderful Christmas festivities. So I'm excited. Can we talk for a moment about the Macy's Day Parade before we of leave? Course. Of course. We watched it at Thanksgiving. And did we not love the ending of the parade? I loved everything from the ensemble to the crown. She had a crown. Mariah's the queen of Christmas. I don't care what anybody says. Mariah said, I don't care what the court's got to say. I'm going to wear my tiara. She the, people, the people know what it is. Ask Billy on the street. <laughs> <laughs> and her kids jumped out of boxes behind yes. her. Yes. Rock and Bro, a.k.a. Monroe and Moroccan killed it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then we had the Rockettes. Did you mm-hmm. not see the Rockets? Yeah, Mariah the Rockets. brought out the Rockets and she ushered in Santa and Mrs. Claw in the sleigh and everything. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why this whole conversation of like, is she or isn't she? And even though she herself doesn't even give herself that label, the people have already spoken. You know Santa. I don't know anyone that has the main line to Santa who comes to her house in Aspen every year. They've been doing that well for a very long time. You know Mariah does not acknowledge time, but Come on. Yeah, yeah. And here's what got me watching it, right? The cameramen of NBC are so on point because at the end, and Santa's coming in, she waves at him. Mm-hmm. He waves back and blows her a kiss. And I said, and the camera angles of both was priceless. It felt like it was it was spon- spontaneous. It felt like it was spontaneous the way it happened. But the camera angles on both of them. First, you see her waving. He waves. She waves again. And he blows her a kiss. And I was like, yo, she knows Santa. My first thought was, you know Santa. You got him to blow you a kiss. Listen, for the longest time, Mariah has gone on record and says she knows Santa. Her last Christmas special, she got a phone call from Santa. Like, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But she knows Santa. Like, they hang out every year in Aspen. Now, I heard this week. She's supposed to come on TV again. She's supposed to have some kind of special on this week because now we're into the Christmas season. And I do love that, um, that she is very much pro-Christmas and the magic, the magic and the wonderment of Christmas. Love that. But Christmas is also about Christ. It'd also be a good time if she, this, this time next year, she has a beautiful compilation album under my tree in my stocking for me. I would like that. <laughs> so Mariah, yeah. I would really like you to put all them little songs you did in the past together. And people stop telling me that I can do it myself on Spotify. That's not the point. <laughs> I want the booklet. I want the CD. I want, I have an older car than you. Until God blesses me with a car that can stream my Spotify, <laughs> I put CDs in the CD player of my car, okay? As it chugs along. It takes me from point A to point B. So. I'm really hoping that that will happen. And I and I I just got her book in the mail. Not the not the memoir. You know yes. what book I'm talking about that came yes. in the mail yes uh, with, Saturday with, with little Mariah, the Christmas princess. Mm-hmm. We have that book now in our household. Why? Because we have little people that are running around that love to read, and they're going to be reading that one. Right, Risa. Right, right. And I want to also give a little disclaimer for all the adults out there. Listen. I know some of you guys get, get a little salty because the kids like want to like give like Santa all the credit. Please do not tell the kids that Santa's not real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that is such a Grinch move. Like if the kids want to be like, oh my gosh, Santa gave me this. Let them have the moment. Remember, kids are only kids for a small period of time and they're adults for way longer. So if the kid wants to be 12, 13 and, and they still believe Santa, let them believe Santa. Who cares? Yeah. Keep the spirit of Christmas or the spirit of Christ alive for everyone it doesn't hurt them to think that everything under the tree came from you know a magical guy that just wanted to do good in the world it's okay that they think that i mean don't be a grinch you're right don't be a grinch yeah well risa 
I love you. Thank you so much for having this broadcast with me. And, and I'll see you on the other side of this week. Have a great week. And I'll see you next week to do this again. Thank you. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. I just can't stop thinking.